This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. And I love talking to difference makers and I love interviewing and getting to know difference makers that we don't know. We get to interview and talk today to Dr. Marina Hoffman. Uh, Hoffman, she's a Bible and theology professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. She's written a new book that I want to talk about. I also want to hear her testimony because I, I know it's very, uh, it's just going to inspire us and inspire you. But her new book, Women in the Bible, it's a small group Bible study. I want to get a hold of it. She has a free video series as well. The website is womeninthebible.info. And again, the book is Women in the Bible, small group Bible study. I love that. I just, uh, oh, I just can't wait to talk about it. Marina, welcome to Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Thanks so much for having me today, Steve. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're on and excited just to hear about um, this new project, this new book, Women in the Bible. And my first, you know, my first question is just what led you to write this Bible study? Well, I've always loved women in the Bible and found encouragement to them, and I studied them in an academic, scholarly sense for Mm. several years. And then, Steve, I was in a huge car wreck, and as I came out of that, I really found a whole new meaning, and these stories meant even more to me. What, um, What can you tell us about this car crash? What happened? When did this happen? Yes, seven years ago, I was just finished my doctorate and so excited to move to Florida to start teaching at a university. It was just a new chapter in my life that was filled with excitement. And sure enough, we're coming down from a family event up in Toronto, Canada, Mm. on a major highway that was under construction down to one lane each way. And who knows what happened, but the car coming toward us, 70 miles an hour, just just his head dropped in, Mm. in a split second that car was in our car our wow. engine was in the driver's seat oh my i had gosh. all kinds of lacerations my husband's left side was crushed wow. so we were literally on death's door in a split second wow you survived what i mean what happened next that sounds terrible yeah one by one god really intervened in that moment with All I can say is miracles. Right. And I say that, you know, the detective came on day three or four to the hospital and asked my husband, I'm glad you're alive. Um, Right now, I don't know what to put in the report because the computer program that runs everything and reconstructs the scene in case someone has died and, you know, there's an accusation of negligence. He yeah. said, even if I lower your speeds to 40 miles an hour, which is not how fast you were going, no option leaves you alive. And so wow. he said, I'm kind of stuck with the word miracle for lack of anything else. Wow. What happened is when the brakes disengaged, yeah. my husband had no more control. So at that moment, with his seatbelt on, he threw his body as far as he could to protect me. Oh my and gosh. And so, yeah, it's incredible. When the when our Jeep engine was in his seat, 
it did crush his left side. He had eight broken ribs and wow. broken ankle, and his hip was sticking out. But his oh. the rest of his body was far onto the right side, and miraculously, that not only saved his life, it also saved mine. He had been wow. pushing my head against the headrest. And in the days to come, it was revealed that I had a minor brain injury, and that's not minor. It's a concussion times 100. It was a bad oh. situation. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't think – I think I would have had a major brain injury without his hand, almost like a helmet on me, and I probably would not have survived. Oh, my gosh. That is incredibly miraculous. Wow. I'm just I'm just kind yeah. of blown away, Marina. So Yeah, even God putting people right there. The vehicle in front of us was a retired yeah. firefighter wow. and the two people behind us were EMT workers. They wow. stopped their vehicles, rushed out, and there I was out of my mind, literally, flailing my body, trying to get out of the car, yeah. except I can't figure out how to undo the seatbelt, thank God. Yeah. And these three people weathered bitter cold weather for 48 Whoa. minutes to hold me in that spot so that I wouldn't move until the wow. ambulance came. And the surgeon several days later said to me that if I had tried to get out of the car, I would have maybe stood up a foot and instantly would have died before I ever got out of the car because I had what? four lacerations and I was already turning septic. Oh I was nearly gosh. dead from the lacerations to my bowels when I arrived at the hospital. Oh and again, gosh. she was an older woman and said to the nurses, no, stop your dye test right now. I know what death looks like. That woman has minutes. She does not have half an hour for you to do all your tests. It doesn't matter if she ate breakfast or where she's hurt, wow. put her in the emergency room, in the operating room. And then she literally took out all my organs and checked manually for whatever <sighs> problems I had and fixed me up. So again, just one wow. after another on that day, God put people in my path to save my life. Incredible. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I am just speechless just because of all the different ways that God was working in something terrible and that was that close for you, I mean, for death. Yes. And even uh, even the days that followed, you know, we hear on the news many times, two or three days later, someone dies after a trauma because it's right. so life-changing. It's hard to handle. And I know that in those days, my mind was very messed up. But God's presence was so strong in the room that even though I couldn't figure out where I was, what I was doing, why my body was in flaming pain, was my husband alive? Would yeah. he survive? None of these things I could sort out. Yeah. But God's presence I knew. And, you know, the New Testament says to live is Christ. And it's a mm. beautiful spiritual truth that I've always mm. loved. What a lovely verse. Yeah. But for me in that moment, Steve, it was more than only spiritual. It was literally God holding my life together in that moment. Wow. Can you can you put into words, like, how do you describe, you just described it, but when you're talking about that presence of God, what was that for you? Can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, I remember that I couldn't figure out even if I was in a room, it was like I was simply 
in space, nothing mm. around me. I felt completely alone, even though that was not true mm. or real. But I felt a constant awareness of the Holy Spirit. And even mm. though I couldn't even think, my mind being so empty with my brain injury, it was just the knowledge that God was right there with me, wow. surrounding me, and with me so strongly that I knew He was within me. And of course, we know that as people of faith, we believe that. But those moments where you feel the Lord's presence so strongly yes. are very special. Oh, that's incredible. My goodness. Was your faith before, like, did your faith become stronger because of this? did become stronger. I did have an anchor of faith. I've been right. a Christian all my life. I was just one of those people that never rebelled against God. Right. And yet, I think we can know God and believe His Word in our minds, but mm. we have different experiences in life that bring that knowledge to a different level or another level. So it's not just yeah. that I know and believe and trust that God is faithful, yes. but having experienced His faithfulness, I feel like my knowledge of God's presence in our life and yes all the promises that are in Christ they're so much more real from encountering them myself right i could certainly imagine a lot of people would go through something like that and you've been able to i mean you experience the presence the powerful presence of god um and but you also could see god's hand at work with the people that helped and the you know the people that were brave and the doctor who recognized no this is critical right now but i could also understand how some people might kind of take the attitude of why me why did this happen to me why did god let this happen and it doesn't sound like your attitude at all that is so true. And in those moments, and I think we all have them so many times in life where we've done nothing wrong and yet we're suffering the consequence of other people's actions. Yeah. And it was very painful. Even for myself, Steve, they said I would not be able to have a child. Wow. And that was far worse than any physical pain I could oh. ever have. How horrible. And in those moments, I think we need to fall back on our faith to say God does have the world in control. Yes. And even though we can't see it right now, we can know, we can believe that God is working things out. And sometimes, as hard as it is to imagine that this moment we're experiencing yes. is good, God does have the whole picture. And I think also, looking back in our life and remembering those times, I can admit to you, Steve, that yeah. I've learned about God's faithfulness a few times. And I wish uh, I had yeah. kept the first few times in memory a little bit more. Right. Um, but when we experience God's faithfulness and all the promises in the Lord, just to keep hold on to that and to keep sharing it and to not forget it so we don't need another lesson, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and we're talking to Dr. Marina Hoffman. She's um, telling her dramatic testimony. Really appreciate uh, inspiring and encouraging us. She's also, and we're going to talk, get to talk about in just a little bit, uh, written a new book, Women in the Bible. It's a small group Bible study. Um, I know my wife is always in Bible studies with uh, women at our church, and I know they're always looking for good Bible studies, so this is exciting to have, and we'll talk about in just a few minutes. Uh, Marina, I want to ask you one question, then I want to get back to, you know, kind of asking you about the stress and what you faced after during recovery and all those things. But first, I just want to ask you the, they said that you would not be able to have a child, but I have, I know you have a daughter. So was, did God weave a different story for you or how did that happen? 
That's right. The doctors gave me all these tests and my husband all these tests. And he said, you've both been so damaged and so traumatized that your chance of conceiving is something oh. like 0.0001. Wow. And then the surgeon said, if you do get pregnant, it'll be so bad for your body and oh. you can hemorrhage and all these other problems because of my internal injuries. But God worked it out. I did get pregnant. It wow. was the best time of my life. Oh. I'm sorry for those listening who had a hard time. <laughs> I know it usually is hard. I had a perfect, just a dreamy pregnancy. Every moment wow. was wonderful. And at the end of it, I'll just jump to the point. Yeah. And somehow over all those months, all my scar tissue was kicked out by the, my little energetic girl. <laughs> all my depression was gone and my anxiety. So wow. I struggled for a number of years. But actually, the hormones in pregnancy really reset my system somehow. Oh, my And gosh. praise God, it, it was just an unbelievable miracle, her life and then the life I received through my pregnancy. That is unbelievable. Okay. Wow. God is so good. Well, can we, can we back up and talk about, I'm sure you uh, experienced PTSD and anxiety and depression. Can you tell us about walking that path? And I'm so amazed by how God brought healing to you. It was, it was a hard path because I could not escape my diagnosis of severe PTSD, severe depression, severe anxiety, mm. that basically mm. meant that every moment, mm. all the time, until I fell asleep, and then the second I woke up, it would be back. Just wow. this dark storm cloud above me. I couldn't smile. It was just hard to do everything, to get out of bed, to do anything. It's like I felt a lifelessness and an emptiness. Wow. And for a person that was so bubbly, it was hard to comprehend that I had nothing inside of me that was joyful anymore. Yes, I had gratitude in my head, but it just wasn't a feeling. I had no feelings, very numb. Oh, my gosh. And then when I kind of came out of the numbness, it was just all negative feeling. So really... You know, wow. having to trust God to help me forward every single day and to learn to walk in the strength of the Lord every single day and to keep praying for God to break through and restore my joy, even though weeks turned into months, turned into over two years. But I will say that wow. over time, God kept working on me. And slowly but surely, I was able to function and even find joy again. And then, of course, I became pregnant, and what a miracle that was. Oh, absolute miracle. So two years, though, of darkness and anxiety and depression and fear, I, I really, it's hard for me to fathom what you experienced and how, I mean, you could even call out to God and say, hey, restore my joy, restore my joy. When you were feeling the depths of such, it sounds like despair. Yeah. And I think one aspect of my life is I knew God had a plan and a purpose for my life. Okay. And my prayer, I realized was very small. Just Lord, bring me back to a place mm -hmm. where I can take care of my own self. I don't need to rely on my husband for everything. And somehow may my life bring some good to others. And mm. just the knowledge that God had a plan for my life and a calling, even though mm. I could not imagine what it was, really pushed me to do my best and to try my hardest to gain my health back. And even then, what another beautiful lesson. We know the verse, God can do more than we can ask or imagine. Right. And to me, it was a, a lovely verse, encouraging, 
But when I look back on my life, I had no idea really experientially what it means. And so yeah. now just to even be able to talk to you on the radio without constantly stuttering sure. is a miracle in itself. It, and yeah. that God would use my testimony to encourage others is truly beyond what I could have asked or imagined. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, can I ask you this? I mean, how? so how did you deal with that anxiety and depression? How would you—I I can't imagine after something so traumatic— like getting back in a car and driving again. Yes, I think just only relying on God constantly, and there are many other options we have in our human experience, medicine. I did go to a psychologist for a while, and that was helpful. For me, I didn't want to go down a path of medicine, but I knew there was problems. My brain was not chemically balanced, Mm. so I had to force myself to go for a walk three times a day. And when I felt overwhelmed, Uh I would have chocolate, and chocolate's from the Lord. So sometimes this is a little momentary boost, and I had a huge support network Uh, of people. So putting everything together and then just keep moving forward and just saying, even when I don't feel like I have a reason to live, I will continue to depend on God and let mm, Him write my story but not give up. Yeah, wow. Well, what would you say today to somebody who's listening and they're really relating to the anxiety and to maybe the depression as well. Like, how would you encourage them today, Marina? You know, it's I, I don't say this as a cliche because uh-huh. of what I've been through. I seriously mean it. Yeah. But at every turn, every day, all the time, we have to keep turning back to God. Mm. And right now, I, I'm sure I would not be clinically depressed at all. But these are hard times, and they're overwhelming. And even mm. if you watch 20 minutes of the news at night, you just feel like the situation in the world is beyond anything we can resolve ourselves. And as a person of faith, we can feel under attack for many reasons. So we, no matter if we're depressed officially by some doctor, or we're just trying to manage our day-to-day right now, we have to keep turning to the Lord. And every time there's a worry, we have to turn it back into prayer. And when we begin to see the world through human perspective only, Mm. we need to remind ourselves God is in control. And to read some of the Psalms again, you know, Mm. Psalm 2 talks about people rising up against God. What does the Lord do? From the heavens, He laughs and He mocks them. And sometimes when I just need a mental break, I picture God up in the sky laughing at everything, and I laugh out loud myself, and I think, these people have set themselves against me and against the Lord's beloved. But actually, they've set themselves up against God, Mm. and God rules from heaven, and He will have the final word. Wow, that's good stuff. That's good, Marina. All right, well, let me ask, with such such a life event um, and everything that you overcame, how did this then lead you to writing this new study, Women in the Bible, small group Bible study? Yes, I needed examples and stories Mm. of courage. I need to to be strengthened. I needed to realize that I could overcome my situation. And so when I turned to these stories, I thought, wow, these women are literally, they've lived through the very things I'm living through. And I take Hannah, for example. Um, I'm sure some of your listeners will know she too struggled with infertility and the impossible situation. So just connecting with these stories, being encouraged. And then as I got out of all my brain injury struggles, I thought I need to write this study because other Mm. women also need to be encouraged and to know that the women of the Bible did incredible things for God. 
Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Well, can you tell us some of the other women in the Bible that uh, you've written about? Absolutely. I think one that resonates with all of us right now is the story of Hagar. Here she is, pregnant with Abraham's child. She's being mistreated by Sarah, Mm. so she runs away. And we can relate to that. You get to a point sometimes where everything is too much and you just want to escape. And yet she runs into the wilderness. You can picture wild animals caravans. It seems she's not prepared at all. So here she is at the lowest, most desperate situation of her life, and what happens? God comes Mm. and meets her right Mm. where she is and calls her by name. And by the end of this beautiful scene, Hagar goes back to her place of struggle with a new sense of identity, knowing that God Mm. has seen her and knowing that God has a plan for her life and a promise for her unborn child. And that's something we can have faith in, that no matter how bad things get, when we are in a desperate situation, we will encounter God in the most powerful way, and God will give us the the strength and purpose to keep going. Mm, That is good. We're talking to Dr. Marina Hoffman. Just a reminder, she's a Bible and theology professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. And and now we're talking about her new book. If you're just tuning in now, be sure to go back and hear her testimony, this miraculous story of uh, God saving her and her husband uh, from this accident, this crash, and overcoming two years of darkness and and then overcoming what the doctor said. It's a just super compelling story. So if you missed that, be sure to go back and hear that on our Very Bold Radio and Podcast. The book now that we're talking about is Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study, And I just want to ask Marina if she'd just share a few more. I mean, who else did you write about in this book? And and, uh, I want to get a copy for me. I don't know if I'm allowed. I know we can get the book on Amazon. And there's also the website womeninthebible.info. But uh, can you tell us just a few of the other women that you've written about? Yes, I think there's another story so encouraging to all of us, the story of the midwives in Exodus. And a lot of us don't even know about this story. Um, Here the... Hebrews are, they're populating over and over. God is blessing them. They're having many children in Egypt, but the Egypt, Egyptian king feels threatened by all these children. So he asks, of all people, the midwives to kill the baby boys. Now, those are the wrong women to ask <laughs> because their job is to bring about life. Yeah. But what are these women supposed to do? Do they do their job and calling, or do they go against everything that they believe is right and yeah. maybe in doing so save themselves? So they commit mm. treason, and they mm. decide to keep saving the boys, and they find a clever way to trick the king, and they're not found out. But, you know, the encouragement to me yeah. is that even though these women have incredible courage and strength, they also just keep doing their ordinary job. And I think as a mom, that resonates with me because I'm sometimes overwhelmed by the task I have in front of me. And I think, how can I do it all? And I'm reminded that the midwives accomplished a miracle. They Mm. saved a generation of boys simply by keep doing what was in front of them. And how encouraging for us, no matter what challenges we face, no matter what threats we have, to keep living out God's call to the people in our immediate 
vicinity, and God mm. will do something extraordinary through our lives and actions. That's good. Oh, this is good. Doesn't make you want to get the the Bible study, women in the Bible, small group Bible study. One last question. We've got a couple minutes left, and just thank you so much for your time, Marina, and thank you for sharing your story and uh, your new book. Um, but as you are looking to move forward, is there a story that inspires you that you've written about? Thank you, Steve. I think the woman who really encourages me in these days is Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I think of how her whole life changed in the moment the angel appeared to her and said she was going to have this special child. And I look to Mary's response, and she immediately accepts this life-changing call, and she shows such dedication and courage as she does exactly what the angel asks. And what also amazes Mm. me, Steve, is she doesn't just commit to Jesus while he's on earth, but when he ascends into heaven, she still continues this mission. And where do we find Mary? We find her in the upper room in the book of Acts, waiting for the Holy Spirit, waiting to establish the early church. And to me, that's such a phenomenal example of a lifelong commitment and dedication to God's mission and to ministry. So I love her. And, you know, Steve, yeah. there's another little thing about Mary. Yeah. Tell She's us. She's called to bear Christ, and in so many ways, mm-hmm. I think that's our calling, too, right. to bear Christ day right. by day in our actions and words. Right. You're right. We think about that responsibility that this young girl uh, received from God, and then you're right, though. We think, gosh, she, she was called to bear Christ. She was called to take care of Christ, and in a way, we are called to take care of Christ as well, and everything we do and the way we love him. And the way we just like, just as you said, bear Christ. Uh, Marina, just thank you so much. And thanks for calling back uh, during a storm. Um, and really appreciate you taking this time and being very patient with us today as well. And excited about the book that you've written, Women in the Bible. It's a small group Bible study. Go to the website, womeninthebible.info. You can go to Amazon. Um, it's Marina Hoffman, and she's just done a great job. Just hearing just some of these little teases uh, about what she's written just gets me fired up. And so I know it's going to bless and encourage and inspire you. And this is a woman whose life has been tested, and she's come out stronger in her faith through hard times. She understands what you what you might be going through right now, but she can see the light and know that as you keep calling on the Lord, he's going to answer. So if that's you today, please uh, go ahead and pick up this Bible study. I think it's going to help you through this difficult time. And if you're going great, I think it's going to help you. This inspiring words and stories from the Bible um, and these insights that Marina are bringing to it are really cool. So Marina, thank you so much. Any uh, final thoughts you have before we sign off? Yes, I just encourage all your listeners to study these stories of women in the Bible and realize how incredible these women followed God and their example, because these are stories that we need to give a voice to, not only for us and the women of faith in our lives, but the next generation of girls. Mm, That's good. All right, Marina, uh, hang on while I just sign off and remind our listeners about being very bold. This is why we're called Very Bold Radio and Podcast. This is why we're Very Bold Ministries. It's because of the great hope. It's because of realizing that God walks through 
darkness with us, the, the valley of the shadow of death. He walks through us. When we're downcast, he's there with us. When we're in our weaknesses, he's there sympathizing with us. When we're grieving, he's weeping with us. But he's also empowering us to move forward each and every day. And when we don't feel like we can move an inch, even our heart just calling out to him means so much to him. So I want to remind you the great hope that we have in Jesus Christ, and I want you to experience it and know it today, or to remember that time when God was so real to you, so powerful to you. I want you to remember that time right now, and I want you then to know the words of the Apostle Paul. This is why we're very bold. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. 